Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that demystifies history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're talking about how one of the most prominent parties in American politics wound up saddled with a donkey as its symbol. The day was January 15th, 1870. Political cartoonist Thomas Nast first used the donkey as a symbol for the Democratic Party in a cartoon titled A Live Jackass Kicking a Dead Lion. The cartoon was published in Harper's Weekly, an American political magazine based in New York City. Nast had moved to the city from Germany when he was just six years old, He loved to draw from an early age and later took a job at Harper's in 1862. At the time, cartoonists wielded considerable power in American politics. Many citizens didn't have the time or ability to keep up with every political dispute or policy change that came along. Cartoons were an easy way to get a general sense of the issues at a glance. By the time Nast drew a donkey to symbolize the Democratic Party, he had already become one of the most influential cartoonists in the country, shaping the political opinions of millions of readers. Contrary to popular belief, Nast didn't invent the association between Democrats and donkeys, but he did expand it to cover the entire party, rather than just an individual party member. 
The first Democrat to be linked with a donkey was President Andrew Jackson, a headstrong, combative populist whose campaign slogan was Let the People Rule. When he first ran for office in 1828, his Republican opponents labeled him a jackass, which had pretty much the same connotation then as it does now. However, in an example of what I'm calling the Yankee Doodle effect, Jackson actually embraced the nickname, spinning it to represent steadfastness and persistence instead of wrong-headedness. He started using an illustration of a donkey on his campaign posters to help reinforce the idea, and the tactic apparently worked. Jackson went on to win the election and became America's first Democratic president. Supporters and detractors alike continued to use the donkey to symbolize Jackson throughout both of his presidential terms. However, when he left office in 1837, the donkey symbol went with him. The association fell by the wayside until more than 30 years later, when Thomas Nast decided to reintroduce it. Before we get into why the cartoonist decided to bring back the donkey, it's worth noting that the Republican and Democratic parties were very different in the 19th century than they are today. In fact, in many ways, their political philosophies were reversed, with Republicans favoring social liberalism and Democrats supporting conservatism and a strict interpretation of the Constitution. Thomas Nast was a Republican, and had made a name for himself by confronting topical issues like the Civil War, Reconstruction, and Immigration from a decidedly liberal perspective. By 1870, Nast had turned his attention to a group of Northern Democrats known as Copperheads. The Copperheads had opposed the Civil War from the beginning and pushed for an immediate peace agreement with the Confederates a fact which Nast viewed as a racist and anti-union stance. Nast resented the growing influence of Democrat-dominated newspapers in both the South and the North. So in his cartoon for January 15, 1870, Thomas Nast took aim at these so-called Copperhead Papers, and he revived the image of the Democratic donkey to do it. The cartoon he drew depicts a donkey kicking a dead lion in front of a tree. An eagle is perched on a nearby rock, observing the scene, and in the far background is the U.S. Capitol. The donkey is labeled Copperhead Papers, and the lion is branded Edwin M. Stanton, the name of President Lincoln's recently deceased Secretary of War. The text below the image reads, a live jackass kicking a dead lion, and such a lion, and such a jackass. The meaning of the image is not hard to decipher. Nast believed that the lingering anti-war beliefs expressed in the democratic press were dishonoring the legacy of Lincoln's administration. And to really drive that point home, he chose a powerful, regal animal to represent Stanton, and a slow, obstinate one to represent Democrats. Nast continued to use the donkey to symbolize Democratic groups throughout his tenure at Harper's Weekly. Its next appearance was in an 1874 cartoon, and that time, Nast introduced a Republican animal to go along with it. Once again, the artist's own political allegiance was hard to miss. As a loyal Republican himself, 
Nast chose to represent the party with a strong, noble elephant, a stark counterpoint to the braying jackass of the Democrats. It probably comes as no surprise that, while the Republican Party has since adopted the elephant as its official symbol, the same cannot be said of the Democrats and the donkey. Most people no longer remember the political conflicts that Thomas Nast first used these animal symbols to satirize. However, the symbols themselves are still very much in use, proof positive that the German-born cartoonist still holds some sway in American politics, even after all this time. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you want to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.